don't give up because every fail, every video that flops, every hour you spend editing, it's pushing you closer to your dream. I'm glad I literally just got chills saying that. Hey, Girl Gazers, it's your host, Taylor, and welcome back to season four of Girl Gaze Podcast. Girl Gaze Pod is all about self-discovery as it relates to making your dreams a reality. This season, I will be interviewing girl and guy gazers who are in a fearless pursuit of their dreams. Every other Wednesday, I'm joined by the most inspiring people within my network who take action to get to where they want to be. If you have been enjoying the podcast, make sure you are following me at Taylor Bradford and at Girl Gaze Pod on Instagram and on TikTok. There are literally more of you who are listening to the podcast than who like my posts on social media. So make sure you go support over there as well. And while you're at it, it would mean so much to me if you would take a screenshot and post this on your Instagram stories, share it with your friends, DM me your thoughts, and leave a written review on Apple Podcasts. I am so excited to welcome my friend Amira to Spain to the podcast today. Amira is a New York City-based content creator best known for her Get Ready With Me videos on TikTok. She is also Victoria's Secret's first black trans model. Okay, no big deal. And she's a beauty expert. In this episode, we chat about her career journey from magazine intern to magazine editor to now full-time content creator with over 1 million followers on TikTok. She spills so many of her beauty secrets, what it was like to walk a runway show at New York Fashion Week, and so much more. So without further ado, here's my conversation with Amira Despain. Hi, Amira. Hi. I'm so excited to have you on the podcast. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Uh, so why don't you introduce yourself? Yes. Um, so I'm Amira Despain. I am a TikToker, beauty content creator, model, a bad bitch. Hell yeah. <laughs> um, I went to NYU. I'm a Libra. It's very obvious in my opinion, <laughs> but... Yeah. And what did you study in college? Oh, I studied marketing and communication. Okay, cool. So is that in the Stern? So I did Stern and Steinhardt because I did MCC as Beauty well. and Brains. Beauty and Brains. Top 10% of NYU. Hell yes. <laughs> Before we jump into your journey, I always like to kick things off with a gaze of the week, which okay. is a thought or realization that you've been reflecting on recently. Okay. My gaze of the week, it was one of my New Year's resolutions. So I try to do this thing where I say 10 things I'm grateful for every single day, but they have to be different every day. So it gets really, really specific. So like, I'm grateful for, like I always do it when I'm in the bathroom. So like, I'm grateful for like the hot towel that I have to like put on my body when I'm like getting out of the shower. Like the fact that I have the ability to take a shower. Gratitude is something that I'm really working on practicing because I believe that you can't ever go further in life without having gratitude. And I don't know, I'm just very grateful for my life and my platform, my friends and my family and everything. Practicing gratitude helps put everything into perspective. So like if you yes. have a bad day and then yes. you're like harping on the bad day and then all of a sudden you step like back. flip a switch yeah. and you take a step back yeah. and you start to think of everything that you're grateful yes. for. And it can be something as small as like water coming out of your sink. Shower, yeah. Or it can be like, oh, I'm thankful for my dog and like thankful for my family yes. and thankful for like the roof over my head. And, and that one like, really, like whenever I struggle with my body positivity or like body mm. image, like that's a big one. I was like complaining about my arms or something the other day and I thought about it and I was like, 
I have arms that work and that I'm healthy that they work and I have 10 fingers. Like I should be grateful for that. And yes. so, I don't know. I'm really trying to catch myself every time I get in those I love moments. that. Yeah. I'm also trying to practice gratitude it's more hard. often also. Yeah. It's hard because I'm not like a typical journal person. Yeah, same. I want to get into it, Me but too. like it's hard. baby steps. Yeah. Baby like steps. talking to myself in the mirror or sometimes exactly, I'll like yeah. go out on the balcony and then yes. look out at the New York City landscape and I'm and like, she's I'm, a so grateful grateful. Queen. <laughs> I'm so grateful to live here. Cause also there's so much opportunity here. Yes, yes exactly. Yes. I love that. My gaze of the week is just thinking back to where I was last year around this time. Okay. And I was at a different job. little self-reflection moment. Yeah, and now I'm at a new job and I have invited new people into my life since then. And it reminds me of this quote, don't go into the next year doing the same shit. Mm. So I'm like, doing new shit right now. (laughs) Amen, amen. So I want to jump back to the beginning. When did you get into makeup? Oh my God, I feel like I have been into makeup, like interested in makeup for like as long as I can remember, like since I was like a baby, like a kid. I remember I would get Barbie or like Bratz kits that they had makeup that you like put on. It's like little to match your doll. Yeah. Yeah. And I would do that and I thought it was so fun. And, you know, I grew up with very supportive parents. So like I was doing that from a young age. Like I remember sneaking into my mom's room and like, messing around with all her makeup and she gets so mad because I would make the biggest messes on <laughs> was a messy I was a messy kid <laughs> okay cool so you went to NYU but your first year you studied abroad in Paris can yeah. you explain like how your relationship with makeup changed you're 18 at the time when exactly. you're a freshman yep. and I feel like from 18 to 22 like you're really discovering yourself and yes. then from 23 to 26 like those four years after college it's you're, totally like, building your life yeah. yes yeah. exactly no spot on I moved to Paris and I was like I don't know anyone here. So like I can literally do anything I want. I can like try anything I want and there's no repercussions because nobody knows who I am. So like I can, I don't even know who I am. So I was like, I could just build it myself. So I started playing around with makeup when I lived in Paris. It slowly progressed. It was a BB cream. And then I was like, oh, okay. Maybe it's like a little bit of bronzer. And then I was like, oh, okay. Maybe it's a little bit of mascara. And then like, oh, it's a falsy. Oh, it's a lip gloss. Oh, it's a blush. <laughs> oh, it's a highlighter. And then it's like full. How'd you learn how to do makeup? Literally trial and error and lots of error. Lots (laughs) of error. I just did a TikTok where I rated my worst beauty looks over the years. Uh Uh-huh. Oh my God. (laughs) It was so bad. You have to start somewhere though, You have to start somewhere. And like nobody has ever started at makeup and been good at it. Mm -hmm. No. And if anyone says that they have, they're lying. Even like professional makeup artists, like they have had inevitably like bad bad work at the beginning it's just yeah. like part of like the growing experience yeah well now you, i mean your makeup looks flawless clearly you have perfected the craft over Thank the you. past four to six years or, or yes. however long it's been since Thank you studied you. abroad in paris did you speak french at the time i did okay i speak so you a little s- bit of french like not i'm not great at it bonjour, but... oh, bonjour. <laughs> i speak zero french oh, okay good thank god i thought you were gonna quiz me no i was not um but you lived out your emily in paris dreams before emily in paris even existed literally amira in paris <laughs> where's the reality show. I know, right? Like, hello. Um, so can you describe your relationship with makeup today? Like, why do you love makeup? How does it make you feel when you Mm. put on an amazing look? That's a good question. I think that I would describe my relationship with makeup today as very therapeutic. Like, I find myself turning to makeup when I'm, like, really sad. Or, like, I find myself getting sad when I haven't done my makeup in a while. Like, I was recovering from surgery over the summer, and I didn't do my makeup for, like, two weeks. And I was like, oh my God, I actually have to just sit down and do my makeup for literally no reason because I'm I'm like getting depressed because I'm not doing any glam. Especially when it's like you have no time crunch or time limit. You're just sitting there 
like perfecting it oh my god it is the best feeling in the world especially when you haven't seen yourself in makeup for like weeks on end and then all of a sudden you put on a look and you look in the mirror and you're like i don't even recognize who this person is like who is this queen looking back at me in the mirror can i get her number (laughs) (laughs) so what is your current go-to makeup look this this is like my i don't like saying clean girl aesthetic because i feel like i'm like a dirty bitch so like i feel like it doesn't fit my vibe it's like the five minute glam I call it vacation glam when you're like in the hotel room and your friends are like banging on the door and they're like let's go yeah um but it's like fake freckles a little bit of concealer a little bit of blush and a mascara and like a brow gel love it what are the products that you use so I did Anastasia clear brow gel um euphoria blush the like clear one that goes on with Mm -hmm. the ph of your skin and I did that on my lips too. And then I did oh oh fake freckles freck pen oh Oh. so good I'm obsessed and so when you apply the freck how do you... So you do the little dots, and then you take your finger, and you just, like, kind of tap. Okay. And it, like, blends them out. You can see I still have it on my... My fingers are, like, stained with it, because I do it <laughs> every day. I love it. It's it looks so natural, because I guess you, like, blended it in enough. Yes, thank okay, you. Okay, amazing. You're so welcome. <laughs> Walk me through your career journey. So junior yeah. year of college, you landed an amazing internship at Paper Magazine. Yes. I feel like that's a dream for so many people. And also it, it proves, amazing. like, yes. going to school in New York really does... Like, there's so much opportunity here. And it was actually through a friend of a friend that, you know, it's, like, all about the connections and the networking and, yeah. Exactly. Okay, so you started on the marketing side. Yes. And then I was beauty editor. At one point, I was doing both beauty and the agency side, and that was very difficult. Yeah. But then I, we did full-time beauty, and it was fabulous. So when you did full-time beauty, what did you do? Were you writing stories? Yes. Were you pitching ideas? Yeah, I was writing stories. I was doing interviews. I was um, pitching ideas. It was really cool. Now that I'm a content creator, I feel like I have such a good understanding of this industry and like the whole ecosystem. So it was like on the agency side, I got to learn about like events and PR and like meeting with PR teams and brand and you know hire like we were you know the ones pitching influencers and hiring influencers for brands. Mm-hmm. Then I'm kind of on the editorial side where I was like interviewing influencers, interviewing content creators, and creating the content, and creating content at the same time. And now as a content creator, it's like I've I've done the full 360. It's really (laughs) such an interesting perspective when you come from the editorial side. And I can totally agree. And even though I'm not full-time content creator, I'm still storytelling on the podcast or, you know, in-house at a marketing team. Storytelling there is also like everything boils down to the message that you want to tell. So true. Um, So how many free products did you get during your time there? (laughs) Um, A lot, but nowhere near how much you get now, what it's like now. Yeah. Like I remember remember thinking it was like the craziest thing in the world when a brand would send me like one package a month and I'd be like, Oh my God, this is so cool. And now I'm like drowning in PR. Girl, if you ever need someone to give the PR to, let me know. Come over, come over. I have a friends and family drawer. Hell yes. I love that. Of course you do. So during your time at Paper, you ended up starting a show called Snatural, which is Snatched and Natural. Snatched and Natural. Okay. And it was a paper show that we did on Snapchat. And we had a a few videos on YouTube, but it was mostly Snapchat where it was taking off. And it was so fun. It was like working with the Snapchat team was so cool. So how'd that come to life? I told them that this was something that we should totally do. Like we should have a series. 
And so we made it one, and it was fabulous. So who was, like, some of your favorite guests that you've had on? Makeup by Ariel, I think, was, like, hands down the best one. Cause Why? Because, like, like, I got to learn about all the Kylie Glam secrets, and now people on TikTok So are, is like, he Kylie's makeup artist? Yes. Okay. Yeah, and people are, like, pausing his, like, live streams, or, like, screen recording his live streams so that they can see the products, and I'm like, I got to have a one-on-one with him. Yes. So how'd you prep for that interview with him? I think I took a shot. <laughs> <laughs> I had an idea of, like, kind of, like, what I was going to ask him about glam, and I knew that he probably didn't want it to just be about, like, Kylie and Kylie's makeup, Mm -hmm. so I was, like, thinking of ways that I could, like, integrate, you know, his other, because he also does, like, Rosalia's makeup, and, so many other people, Mm -hmm. so. Did you feel like this show and just working in the editorial space at first has helped you build your network within the beauty industry? Oh, 100%. I have such good relationships with PR people from being an editor, that now that I'm an influencer, it's like even better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, amazing. And so you also had an interview with James Charles. Yes, <laughs> I love my queen, my sister James. Do you want to tell us about that? So this was the first interview that I ever did at Paper, and I accidentally didn't record. Like I don't know what happened. My phone just wasn't recording, and the audio file didn't exist at the end of our. Was like, this Skype interview interview. in person? No, it was on. It was like on FaceTime or Skype. Or something. Oh I shit! It was okay. like pre-room Zoom. For anyone who is interested in working in journalism, typically when you conduct an interview, you want to record a voice memo or something so that you can get exact quotes. Yes, and have it go to like a transcription. Exactly. Yeah. Which that I do not miss at all is the transcription. Yes. But seriously, it, that happens once in your career, and then it never happens again when yeah. you forget to do something like that wait also did you have a photo shoot with james charles my friend was shooting him for cosmo and i like crashed the shoot because my friend was like just come oh i love that i literally just walked in and kikied and twirled out and now we're friends like as like content creators and i think that's like so cool i like have made so many content creator friends when you were like in the thick of it in editorial did you ever think you wanted to like do okay so you saw james charles and you were like i want that someday him ariel patrick star like all of them like i have been watching them forever and i was like this is something i want to do and now i feel like it's completely different because i feel like that whole genre of like youtubers is so different from what tiktok creators are now yep but also at the same time, it's so similar. Are you on YouTube or just TikTok? Just TikTok, but I am relaunching. I used to have a YouTube channel. I'm relaunching my YouTube channel and I'm making it more like vloggy and less tutorial. Let's talk TikTok. When did you begin posting? What was your first viral TikTok? Okay, so my first, I, so I really started posting TikToks during the pandemic. Mm-hmm, same. As most people, yeah. But actually, scratch that, because I started, like, right before. Like, I think the pandemic was in March, right? So I think I started in, like, December of that year. Okay. Or the year before. And I was, um, it was, like, random, though. I had no intention of ever going viral. And I one really, really popped off, and it was about my transition. It was, like, a silly glow-up video. Uh-huh. But it popped off, and then I was like, oh, whoa, I could, like, really make this a thing. Did you wind up on the right side of TikTok? Back then, I feel like there wasn't a right or wrong side because it was so new. There was Mm. just like one algorithm. And now I feel like it's gotten more nuanced, but... No, it was like there were, I used to get so many negative comments and not anymore. It's like now I'm, now I'm on the right side. Because you found your and built your community yes. who like the country Barbie loves you. Do you ever walk <laughs> on the street of New York and people stop you? Yes. It what is, is that like? It is my favorite thing in the world. They're always so hot. I've never met, Hell yes. met an ugly country Barbie. They're all baddies. <laughs> They're literally all baddies. I love that. It's so fun. Let's talk about your first biggest brand deal and then compare it to like your most recent biggest brand deal to show the growth. The one that I thought was the craziest was probably NARS. Okay. 
which was really cool. Um, but comparing it to my most recent one, I just did one with Sony that I filmed, which okay. was really cool for this new camera, which actually is inspiring me to do my YouTube channel. Yeah, wait, I was just going to say, so you yeah. probably have a really nice camera now. It's fabulous. <laughs> I really need to get a partnership with Sony. Yes. Sony's listening. Sony's listening. <laughs> hey guys, we love Sony. We're shooting, we we're shooting this on a Sony. Hashtag ad. We are actually. <laughs> when did you know it was time to leave paper to pursue your own venture? Did you have a certain amount of followers? I think I knew after Victoria's Secret happened. I, I had been thinking about it. And then after Victoria's Secret happened in February, then I was like, okay, I think that this is like clearly going to become a real big thing because yeah. it got so much press. And I was like, I should probably focus on this. So let's talk about that. So yes. Victoria's Secret. So you are the first black trans model for Victoria's Secret. Yes, to work with them. And that's really crazy because... I don't know. I've loved Victoria's Secret forever. And it really comes to show how far Victoria's Secret has come, yes. especially like after that whole documentary came out. I don't yeah. know if you've watched it. I haven't. There were a couple that showed like, obviously when Victoria's Secret started and it was in its prime and it had all the Victoria's Secret fashion shows, like it was very one... One look. One standard of beauty was being yes. shown. Yes. And now like to have someone like you become a face of theirs. And also it's they so have cool. incorporated like other diverse <laughs> yes. people in there yes. as well. Um, but I want to know like what were those initial meetings like with the team? So I, one of my friends has, is like good friends with a lot of their team. And that before I was even an influencer, I guess that they were starting to have those conversations, which I thought was crazy. Mm -hmm. And then over time, like they just kept snowballing and I didn't really know any of that stuff that was happening behind the scenes until then they came to my management team and then my management team told me and I was like, are you serious? <laughs> I felt a little scared, I'm not gonna lie, cause I knew that there was gonna be, I knew it was gonna be like a big moment mm -hmm. and I was like, oh my God, but I was excited. I knew it was gonna become something major and clearly it has. Did you have a photo shoot with them? Did you shoot your content all on your own? Yeah, so I shoot all my content all on my own and then we just kind of like talk about like what, um, I guess cultural moments we wanna hit. So like mm. we did Valentine's Day and then we did Halloween just now and we've got a bunch of stuff coming up for the next few months, which is gonna be cool. Amazing, so it's a long-term yes. partnership yes, with them. Yes, yes. I feel like those are the best too, oh, because then you it. get invested in the brand yeah, and you exactly. have like a really, you foster a really good relationship with the team also. Yes. Yes. Okay, so amazing. So what does a typical day look like for you now as a full-time content creator? Oh my God, it honestly changes every day. And I know that's like not a good answer, but it really does. Like it could be like that I stayed out super late at like a brand event or like went to drinks with like PR teams. So then I'm like waking up late and like I'm like hungover. Or it's like uh, I wake up at 6 a.m. When I tr when I can, I literally wake up. I'm an early. I'm literally a great grandmother. Like I'm dressed like a grandma. <laughs> but I wake up at like. I six. love it though. Like <laughs> I kind of need this. But I wake up at like six and I'll do like my little morning Grammy walk and then I shower, film. I love filming super early in the morning because the light is unreal. Yeah, I bet. And um, then I do emails, which I hate. My least favorite part of my job. <laughs> Do you like, have a manager? I do. I have a really good team. I have a manager. I have managers and then I have publicists. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, so how many people on your team? Six. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So how did you, <laughs> when did you go from like zero people on your team to six people on your team? Well, it kind of all snowballed. So I am signed with Collab, which is my best friend, Andrew Warren has this agency. Who's our mutual friend. Who's our mutual friend. Yeah. His partner, Arlie. My day-to-day -day manager is Caroline. I love her. Queen. We're a really good team. I call us the dream team. 
And then also, it's really fun to work with your friends, yes. so you can work and play with it's them. It's so true, exactly. And they hold me accountable. It's like I feel like they tell me things that a normal management team would be too scared to tell me, like, mm. you know. So I think that's really cool. It's like they give me a really good insight into like. And what. you love your coworkers. And I love my coworkers, even though your coworkers are like it's a different meaning of coworker than I, when you work. I don't in feel corporate. like they're my coworkers. I feel like they're my bosses. Like they do really, like they really are my bosses. Like I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> Listen, if they, well, they're doing a good job then because yes. I look at your TikTok and I'm like, viral, viral, viral. She's yes. doing something right. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. You're so welcome. So talk to me about some of your favorite events you've been to. Favorite events I've been to, Harper's Bazaar Icons Party was definitely- Wait, I'm dying. Top, yeah, that was top of the line. Like I honestly, like I walked the carpet. They were like so wanting me there and that's what made me, oh my God, it was the most exciting thing in the whole world. That's so special. I know, it was very special. That House of Gucci premiere was pretty crazy. That was one of my favorites. Was um, Lady Gaga there? Lady Gaga was there. Okay. I literally cried. I was like, what the hell? Did you walk a carpet there as well? Yes. What is What goes through your mind when you're walking a carpet? Because there's so many I literally cameras. Blackout. I literally blackout. There was a point where I was walking a carpet every week, and I literally like blackout every time. It's so... <laughs> It's Do you so practice your poses beforehand? I have, yes. Okay. I, I practice my poses in the specific outfits because I feel like it changes based on the outfit. And sometimes you would think it would look good with the pose you've done before, but uh-uh. Yeah, it's not gonna like do good. So you just like practice in your mirror. Yeah, just a quick little, you know, like two minutes before you're while you're waiting for your Uber. Okay, yeah. Mm -hmm. So how do you figure out what you're gonna wear to these events? So a lot of times I will mood board it out just mm -hmm. cause, and I'll do like a couple options. And I've learned very recently to always have a backup dress, um, just in case. Just in case you always want a good backup. Yes. But I try to mood board everything out so that way I can plan the glam. Mm. Cause I'll always want to film. And I always start glam like six. If it's like a red carpet, it's like a six hour glam. Oh my God. Okay. Like from start to finish. So like, when you're doing your glam, mm -hmm. like paint the picture for me. So now you're in okay, your okay. new glam room. Everybody is there a playlist? Room. Yes, yes, yes. So well, so if I'm filming, there's no playlist. Okay. Which is like, oh, that's, that's what kind of bums me out about filming is like, you can't like, have, like you know, like you're yeah. not like in your mind about the glam. Like you're, if I'm just doing it, I'm like really going to do it. Yeah. But if I'm filming... So it would start with skin prep. So I would do, I would cleanse my face and I would do like my sheet masks that I keep in the fridge. I would ice roll my face. Oh, you keep your sheet masks in the fridge. Yes, sheet masks and eye masks in the fridge. I actually keep, oh. a, I keep all of my serums, moisturizers, eye creams, and vitamin C serums in the fridge. Do you have like a little skincare fridge or just like no. in your normal no, fridge? No, I have with like your a drawer food? or like a shelf in my fridge. Oh, my okay. Wait, that's a secret tip. Yeah, secret tip. So then after that, it's like a shower, shave, body exfoliate, body lotion, serums. It's like the shower. It's like the shower. Yeah, you know, like the 45 <laughs> minute shower. And then you do, you know, silk bathrobe, hair blow dry, curled, set, glam on the face then you do like th I always do 30 minutes at the end for like getting dressed and like body glitter body glow mm -hmm. body oil it's a lot <laughs> it is a lot okay so but it's really hours. fun like that's my favorite type of glam is like the full glam yes I agree yeah. I love getting ready yeah me it's too like... oh, it's my favorite like you're making me want to go home and get ready for nothing <laughs> getting ready for nothing, nothing today <laughs> Literally. I love that. Do you typically have like a glass of wine or make oh, yeah. yourself a cocktail? 
I try, but sometimes it ends up, like I get so distracted that I don't ever end up drinking it. Mm -hmm. So I always try to keep my water bottle like on my desk, like right here underneath me so that I can like remember, oh, let me take a sip of water at least. Yes, stay hydrated, stay glowing, especially for the cameras. Okay, so then after when you're at these events afterward, you'll- Then you can reward yourself with a cocktail. Yes. (laughs) So how did you figure out your outfit for the Harper's Bazaar Icon? So with that one, I had my stylist, Fred. He's fabulous, Fred Kim. We had- all of the options there. A lot of them were Marquesa and that's like one of my favorite brands and it was so fun. And then I wore it with like crystal Louboutins. Of course. Of course. You and your like crystal Louboutins and all these fancy schmancy shoes. Also, you are so tall. Like I don't know how you walk in these heels because I am a sneaker girl through and through. I, I love a good sneaker. Don't get me wrong, but I love a heel. Like I am like, Every time I go shoe shopping, they're always like, oh my God, you're so tall. Like we get so many tall girls who like never want to wear like crazy heels. Like I was in Louboutin the other day and they were like, we, we try to convince like people so much to like, just like fuck it, wear a heel. I will literally wear a heel until the day I die. How do you own your height like that? Has it always been that way? Oh or? yeah. Oh yeah. I, I just like, I'm like, you know what? I am like a fucking glamazon. I'm like a supermodel. It's like, it's hot. <laughs> like, I don't care. It's like if boys are scared and intimidated by it, chances are they can't they can't handle it anymore. Exactly, so. right? Peace out. Hell yeah. But also like we need a tall man. Yeah. Like six Like a five. six eight, yeah. Oh six eight. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well also you're wearing like the six inch heels. So right. You need so it. The NBA roster hit me up. <laughs> and me too. <laughs> Let's talk about some other top career milestones for you. So we talked about Victoria's Secret, also going to the Harvard Bazaar Icon Awards. Definitely a career milestone. Also, I remember when I had just entered the industry, this was 2019, I was a fashion assistant at the time. And I had walked by, it was during Fashion Week, I had walked by during the day where oh, Harper's Bazaar Icon Awards was and it was yeah. raining and I was looking and I was like oh my god just like one day I can only imagine going there so like that's a huge moment yes to yes. not even not like you weren't working it you were invited and attended and also I think Jack Harlow performed yes, right uh, we love a solo concert at events it was so good <laughs> it was also crazy like having been working on the editorial side and like going to these events like working them you know or like mm-hmm. covering things is so much more different than being an influencer and being like invited places. Like it feels different. It's you go like, in with a different mindset. I feel yeah. like when you're working editorial and you have, let's say you're going to the to an event to interview someone. Yeah. You come in, you prepped for it and you don't really drink you're like in your head you're like you want to get it done you want to get it done get it out of there and then when you're going for your own self you kind of are going to have fun (laughs) exactly that's how i felt this past fashion week also because it was my first fashion week not attending things yeah and i was like oh i actually don't need to write a story about this i can like just come and hang out with my friends and like actually take it all in and like not try to rush to the next thing yep okay i love that (laughs) so Harvard's art, Victoria's Secret. What about hitting 1 million followers on TikTok? I had 1 million followers on TikTok at Surf Lodge, which was crazy over the summer. Like, I was literally, like, crying. Okay, so how do you celebrate? The owner of Surf Lodge, Shima, sent over, like, ice cream. And I had, like, a giant bowl of ice cream that I was chowing. Like, I actually do eat a lot. So I was, like, (laughs) chowing it down. No, you deserved it. A million followers. Also at Surf Lodge, where there's a performer and you're surrounded by your friends. Yes. What an amazing place. It was such a good moment. Like, it was, like... The sun, sun was setting. It was like golden hour. I was like crying. It was I all, all my friends too. were around me. Oh, it was the cutest thing in the world. So it took. We you literally had the countdown thing where you saw the numbers go. I'm so happy for you because <laughs> a million is like a really really big deal on TikTok. I feel like once you hit a million, then you're considered like a macro yeah. influencer rather than mid tier. Yes. 
And from there, it's like more and more opportunities come your way, but also it shows. And it, yeah, it's just like a pr- testament to your like content and your passion and your drive. Like I had only like, yes, I have been doing TikTok since the pandemic, but it only started popping off in November. Mm. Like that's when I really started focusing on it and like making a series and doing get ready with me's and like that kind of thing. Um, so since November, like it hasn't even been a full year. Like we're just now hitting a year. That's absolutely incredible. I'm like getting the chills. And also, this is just the beginning for you. Just the beginning. So like right now, ready? A year from now when you listen back to this podcast, can you imagine? We'll have to do another one. Mm -hmm. You walked in a fashion show this New York Fashion Week. So tell me about that. How'd that come to be? It was so crazy. Boohoo reached out to my team and they wanted to do... They wanted to have me walk the Kourtney Kardashian Boohoo collection, which was really crazy. Mm-hmm. Also random, I had a dream about Kourtney Kardashian last night. Oh. Literally don't remember. I just remember the Kourtney Kardashian was in it. It's manifesting itself into like <laughs> another partnership. Really. But no, it was really cool. The, the the whole Boohoo team was amazing. They made me feel so comfortable and like special and like uh, all the other models were so cool and they were like legit like bad bitches. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, this is, and it was a whole production like so many people on the team like Danessa Myricks was the lead makeup artist which I mm. thought was insane none of the other girls probably knew who she was but I was really freaking out I was like holy shit that's Danessa Myricks so who is that she is <laughs> she is like a makeup artist like iconic makeup artist and she has products at Sephora which is so oh, cool. amazing yeah and like as a beauty lover as a beauty lover I was like know. freaking out yeah did you have a conversation with her no I was too scared. <laughs> I feel that. I was also very nervous because I had never walked a show before and that was like the first time. So I was like really in my head. Yeah. I was like thinking. So how'd you prep for that? We did a run through an hour before. Oh my God. Yeah. Okay. And that was it. So did you practice in your apartment, in the hallway of your I apartment? I practiced in my apartment. The problem was the shoes that they gave me were not the best. And oh, like shit. a lot of other girls had problems with the shoes. I did stumble a little bit at the end of the runway because of the shoes, but... You know what? YOLO. It was fun. Exactly. And also, like, it's not like you fell. Yeah. So you did it gracefully. Gracefully. A graceful so tumble. <laughs> what were you what were you thinking when you walked down that runway? I literally don't even remember. Like, I blacked out. Like, oh, I probably would have as well. It was, like, one of those things where it's, like, like I could see myself, but not... I wasn't, like, seeing my own vision. Yeah. That makes sense. And also, there's, like, so many cameras. There's so many people. Light. Yeah. I didn't see any. Like, it's literally just, like, you're walking to a bright light. But... No, it was fun. I felt I felt good. Yes. What did you do like the moment before you stepped out? Did you like take a deep breath? I think I said a little prayer. <laughs> yes. I was like, please let this be a moment. Yes. Well, the photos looked great. Thank you. <laughs> and I mean, first of many, did, would you do it again? Absolutely. I'm meeting with agencies before next fashion week. So I really want to get signed with like an agency agency and like walk a few shows next year. Amazing. Yeah. Okay. Manifesting. Manifesting. Yes. Do you actually practice manifesting or yes. like write down your goals? Oh, I do. Tell us about that. I do. I write down, I, I try. I feel like I, I do it. Not as often as I'd like, like probably once every few months Mm -hmm. where I write it down in my journal and then I kind of like cross off what has come to fruition. And you'd be surprised. A lot of it does. Like once you write it down, I don't know what it is about writing things down, but it really does work. Yeah. I do the same. Yeah. I definitely want to start to get more specific with same. all of my yeah. goals because I always do one at the beginning of the year. Yeah, same. But even like at the beginning of the month, I feel like you can write certain things down yeah. or even if you're just like in a creative mood 
writing down some goals or even creating a mood board. Yeah, a mood board or like dream board. Yes, dream board. (laughs) I need to do that. Me too. We can have a dream board party. Actually, wait, that would be so fun. That would be really cute. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. I'm going to plan that. (laughs) A girl gay is dream board board party. party. So another career milestone for you was that you landed the cover of Galore magazine. Yes. Iconic. Iconic. TikTok's it, girl. Yes. Slay. <laughs> it was really fun. It was like my mom was on set. My whole team was on set. My Where dad. was it? In LA or New York? It was in New York. It was in Brooklyn. Okay. Yeah. And my best friends were on set too. It was so fun. I had a fitting with my stylist before, but so the cover outfit was a piece of wax by this brand and I was literally completely naked like I had like it was like because it had to be like molded to your body yeah and then they blow dry it on oh my god it's giving me Bella Hadid the Caperni show like that vibe it was that vibe (laughs) and it was a lot of fun it was like I was honestly really insecure about my body on Mm. set which I regret having ruined such a special moment by being so upset about it and like now when I look back at it obviously like I'm like holy shit I'm so proud that I even Yes, but it also shows going back to the Gays with Week is like practicing gratitude Gratitude, in those moments of like you're there so you could like it's hard when you're on set and like in front of the camera too because then it's like in front of so many people and like you know your whole body is out and it's not some random cover shoot either so like there was a lot of pressure yes but you still slayed. <laughs> slayed. And I'm sure having your friends on set hyping you up also And my mom helped. helped a lot, yeah. Yes. Oh, so your mom, would you say your mom is like your She's biggest fan? She's literally my fan? best friend. My best friend, my biggest fan, my sister. Oh, I love her. I love her. I'm really close with my mom too. That relationship is like so special. It's so important. And also like the advice a mom gives you. It's different than anyone else. It yeah. really is. Yeah. One more question about the galore cover. How did you feel when you saw it for the first time? I think I literally cried. I can't remember. I feel like I did cry. It was a very stressful time though because we needed it to be like finished and printed and everything before the cover party in the Mm -hmm. Hamptons. So like, I don't know. It was a lot, but it was really cool. It was like, I was freaking out. (laughs) I probably would have cried too. I feel like that's a very fair thing to do when you see yourself on the cover of a magazine. Yeah. So let's talk about the party because it was so fun and it was so amazing to like have a celebration with friends yes so i took a helicopter and did a get ready with me in a helicopter to the hamptons wait you didn't get ready with me in the helicopter yeah oh yeah. my god how did i miss that uh, it was so funny i did that on the way there and then went to the house freshened up went to surf lodge we had the cover party there it was so fun it was so fun and uh, the table was like so beautiful yes. the weather was great Urban Stems killed it with the decor. It was yes. like unreal. And my best friend Andrew was like, you know, the mastermind behind it all. And also just everyone there was just truly like there to support you too. And oh, I'm gonna cry. Oh no, don't cry. No, but like you've really like you've been through so much and like you've worked so hard, obviously. Like yeah. I know that your work ethic is like Thank you. Like you take your work so seriously. Sometimes too seriously. I feel like I forget to have fun with it sometimes. And I need to I like, do too. Yeah. We're, we're like that. I don't know why. I know. It's the workaholic in us. <laughs> it is. It's, it's coming from the editorial. I was to the former editorial days. <laughs> I know. Because everyone like acts like they're curing cancer over there. Literally. Literally. <laughs> and it's like, no, it's not that serious. It's so, makeup and it's for it's the fine. followers. Yeah. So what do your DMs look like? The most special ones are people talking about their transition or like parents. I get a few DMs from parents every so often, which I think is so cute. And it's like, oh my God, my kid is transitioning and like we love watching your content, blah, blah, blah. Um, My favorite DM I ever got was this one lady and she was like, 
I think half jokingly begging me to stop cussing because she was like, I want my, my kid is obsessed with you and I want her to watch it, but she's like eight and I like can't make her watch this. I know it's hard because I curse too. Yeah. And I'm like, sometimes you just have to hold yourself back. I know. Or every, I'll like delete it out of the podcast. Literally every brand deal I ever do. They're always like on the call. They're like, also, we know you love to cuss, but don't. <laughs> Do it on our video. I'm like, okay, I got it. I know. It's like, oops, it just like kind of flows out by accident. I know. I'm gross. It's so (laughs) funny though, because when I was first starting my podcast on Apple Podcasts, you have to click explicit or not explicit. Mm. And so I was like, well, fuck. Well, like, what if I, what if a curse word comes out? Then I was like, just, it's explicit. It's explicit. Just to be safe. But I'm like, I'm like, young people can still listen. Literally. Anyway. No, that's really funny. What is the mission actually of your page? How do you want people to feel when they see your content? Confident. If I have one goal in life is that every person I meet to like make them feel confident or make them feel Mm. that, that they have that confidence within them. I love that. And that's also a really big goal of the podcast too. It's just like, and inspire, empower, uplift. So the audience should walk away from this feeling like a bad bitch. Hell yes. (laughs) Uh, We're all bad bitches in here. Let's play a girl gaze game. Fuck, Mary kill beauty brands. I would fuck NARS. 10 out of 10. I love NARS. Me too. I think one of my favorite brands. I'm wearing the foundation and the concealer. Period. Yes. My favorite. I would marry Kosas. And I think I would kill Jeffree Star Cosmetics. Ooh. Oh, shit. Spilling the tea. You heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's really funny. Um, okay, let's go through some girl gaze faves. So this right. will be rapid fire questions. Okay. Favorite beauty splurge? The Dyson Airwrap. Oh, okay. Hell yeah. yeah. I really need to save up for that. Yes. Favorite skincare product? Mm, Tatcha Dewy Skin Cream. Same. It's the best in the world. It is very expensive, but it is Worth amazing. And you yeah. feel like a glazed donut Literally. after you put it on. Literally. I could like slather all of that. I, on I, my face. I could like dip my body in a I would love, I would I literally love that. <laughs> okay. Tatcha, if you're listening, we Send want a bathtub. We want 100 <laughs> bottles of it. <laughs> Literally. Oh, favorite nail color or design? Sugar Daddy by Essie is my favorite nail color ever. I don't have it on now because this is my birthday set, but. I love this design, like the French tip with the like fun little colors accent. on it. Yeah. Okay, love it. What products do you never leave the house without? Sunscreen. Live tinted sunscreen is like a go-to. Um, frack pen, fake freckles. Always gotta just retouch in the bathroom. Yeah, yeah. And then a clear brow gel. Lip gloss or no? Um, I feel like I have this one with me. It's Kosas. Plump and juicy lip balm. Oh, I actually, I think they might have gifted me actually, because I think I have that. Probably. I love this one so much. Yeah. It's so good. Amazing. And also like, as we're getting into the colder months, like we need to make sure that we are staying hydrated. No chapped lips. No chapped lips. Typical going out outfit as it's getting colder. I I love tights. Like I feel like legs just look so sexy, especially if you're tall, like in tights. It's like, I don't know, something about a good sheer, sheer sheer wolfer tight. Oh. Fabulous. Yes, amazing. Um, I love a good tight with like a leather mini skirt and like a bustier and a little fluffy jacket and you know a boot or like a like strappy sandal with the tights on. It's love. so cute. Yeah. So cute. Who do you look up to in the industry? Ooh. I don't know if she directly relates to my industry, but she's the person that I think I look up to the most mm-hmm. is Sarah Blakely from Spanx. I don't know, like her whole story, the way the ambition everything I feel like I've modeled my career off of that because like that's just like who I aspire to be I love that yeah. how did you first find her on I, Instagram no podcast? I feel like I remember hearing her story like years and years and years ago when I was like in high school and like mm-hmm. we had to do like a project on like female founders or something at school and 
I feel like that's when I first learned about her. And I like did a project on her. It was crazy. She literally went door to door selling Spanx. One podcast that is such an inspiration to my podcast is called Second Life with Hillary Kerr, who's the founder of Who What Wear. Oh. And she had Sarah Blakely on her podcast. Oh yeah. A while oh, I ago. I listen to that. She is incredible. Yeah. I also think it's very interesting to hear founder stories from pre-social media times, even mm-hmm. pre-TikTok times, mm-hmm. and how they gain popularity versus now. If an influencer starts a brand, right, then it's different. It's so different, but it really shows the hustle when yes. you know you're not going viral yet. Yep. And she wasn't an influencer at, at it the didn't time. Exist, yeah, and just kept pushing and pushing and, and kept pushing and pushing. Also, Whitney Wolf heard from Bumble. Mm. Big one. She, like, was at Tinder, left Tinder, started Bumble. What is next for you? I definitely want to move more into the fashion space. I love beauty. It'll always be what I do. But I want to, like, you know, You're do expanding. More, yeah, I want to do more during Fashion Week, which I think is really cool. Um, eventually, I want to have a book. I want to launch a brand, but not a beauty brand. So hmm. stay tuned for what it will be. And I would want to also be on TV in some capacity. Okay, I love it. Yeah. So these are all of your notes that we have, and then let's see a year from now what we get to cross off. That's right. Here we go. I love it. I also love when people dream big. I feel like that's a huge thing that I like to push on this podcast is like... Dream big. Dream big and also take your dream seriously. And if you're speaking with people who are a little narrow-minded, who don't get it, then don't like let that discourage you too. Yeah, you just have to like be like, oh, that sucks for them that they think that way, but you don't have to let it impact you. Any advice for someone trying to break into the beauty industry? I would say have a clear goal of what you want to like bring to the table that's different, Mm. but also don't take it too seriously. Like it will come naturally. Like you just have to like keep going, never give up. And I know that's like so cliche and like seeing you know, 12 views on a video that like I use my YouTube videos used to get like 10 views and I'd be mm-hmm. so depressed because I was like, I spent like hours editing this. You will find the niche that works for you, but just don't give up because every fail, every video that flops, every hour you spend editing, it's pushing you closer to your dream. I'm I literally just got chills saying that. And even with the podcast, when I first started, yeah. like it takes time to get an audience, yes. but not only that, you learn skills along the way. Exactly. That will better your, better your content. So before we head out, I always like to end things with a gaze goal of the week, which okay. is a self-care goal. I think that tonight I'm going to try to get a solid 10 hours of sleep. I love that. We need our and beauty rest. set me up for the week, you know, like a good 10 hours right before the craziness of the whole week, like a Sunday night, go to bed early. Yes. Yeah. For me, I really want to start to try to wake up a little bit earlier yeah. before I go to work so that I can like have my coffee and listen to Taylor Swift's album yes. for the hundredth time. <laughs> I can kind of do like a little bit of a meditation and do my gratitude in the morning. Just like get my headspace in the right spot Mm. so that I can set myself up for success. As you should. Yes. Queen. Amira, thank you so much for coming on. This was so fun. Thank you for having me. This was a lot of fun. Of course. I love being here. Love you guys. And thank you for tuning in today. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Make sure you're following along at Taylor Bradford and at Pod on Instagram and on TikTok. I will speak to you all very soon. And in the meantime, keep killing it, girl gazer.